The third episode of Culture Bucket with Alex and George. I'm George and this is Alex. Hi. Hi, there she is. Um, Yeah, last week we talked about our favourite solo acts. Yep. This week we're going to be talking about our favourite albums, but first we have some other things to discuss, such as catching up with our weeks in popular culture. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, uh, 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 every time what? we finish to yeah. um, ha- chat about our favorites, yeah, more pop up, and I feel like I've cheated on other artists that I might have put on my list. Right. Do you I feel mean, the same? Yeah, which is easy to do, but you've got to remember that with our lists of you know how we feel today and the things that are going around in our heads today, yes, not necessarily. No one is listening to this and then chiseling them into stone <laughs> they tablets and handing them to Moses to bring down from the mountain. So, moving on. This is Culture Catch-Up Time. This is where we talk about what we've watched, what we've read, what we've listened to, and probably some other stuff. Culture uh, I'll start with my week in the past week. I watched some films, Alex. How many did you watch this week, George? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What? Ten. So ten this films. week I watched more films. So yeah, but it's not, it's not even close to your number. Sorry, I watched two stand-up films, stand-up comedy specials. Okay. By John Mulaney. Have you heard of John Mulaney? No. Very funny guy. I like him quite a bit. He's an American stand-up comedian. He used to be on... No, he used to write for Saturday Night Live years okay. ago. And he's got a couple of stand-up specials on Netflix that are well worth watching, especially the most recent one, which is called Kid Gorgeous. Hmm. And have you seen the animated Spider-Man movie? Which one is that? The most recent animated... Well, it's got Nicolas Cage doing the, doing Spider-Man Is it the one noir. with the pig and the yes, different realities? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's so good. So, John Mulaney is the voice of the pig. Ah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got so, it. Yeah. He's also... Have you watched Big Mouth? No. Okay, there's a car, There's a quite a good cartoon on Netflix called Big Mouth, and there's a voice in that as well. Anyway, he's funny, good comedian, mm. very, like, traditional style. Uh, just some observations about life and things like that, but he's good. good. Um, so, yeah, they were good. I watched the two specials of that on Netflix, and then I watched a film I haven't seen in years called Being John Malkovich. I've never seen that film. Watch. Never seen it. Nope. Never watched it. Is it seen or watch? Watch. Uh, I think watched probably, but yeah. <laughs> it is watch. Language changes. Yeah. Um. No, I've never watched it. Um. I definitely think that you would enjoy that movie. Why haven't you watched it? 
really, uh, I've got a weird vibe uh, with uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> I don't. It's not that I don't think he's a good actor. I just it just really irritates me. Okay. He's so intense and yeah. so like, oh, I'm gonna speak like this, and I've got eyes that are round and a big mouth. Yeah. That might almost make you like it more, though, okay. in a way, I think. You should definitely give it a go. It's much, it's, I mean, I won't talk about it too much if you haven't seen it, but the main takeaways for me was that I had forgotten how dark it is. Ah, okay. It's, it's a really, really dark, disturbing movie. Um, and Cameron Diaz is really good in it, as is Catherine Keener. Um, they're the two main uh, act- actors in it, were women actors in it, and then you've got John Cusack. It was pretty good, but it feels like it's odd to watch that John Cusack movie now because his career has become such a endless trade of, of... Well, he makes a lot of direct-to-streaming action films and stuff like that nowadays. Does he? And it's Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it feels odd for him to turn up, to see him in like a, a kind of indie movie um, mm. again. But no, awesome. It's a good film. And then I watched The Gentleman, which is the latest Guy Ritchie crime movie, and that's all you need to know about that. Um, is it not good? It, no, it's good. It's like it's like a, a. I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. It's like a solid. It's just it's just what it is. It's fine. Matthew McConaughey is very charming in it. Worth mm. watching for that. Because I used to love his films, <clears throat> Guy Ritchie, but I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it then. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's the main reason it's not as good as Snatch or Lockstock Two, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, <laughs> is that it came out in two thousand twenty, not nineteen ninety eight. If you see what I mean. Ah, okay. It just it's. It's past the time a little bit for those sorts of films, but it's a it's a pretty good one of those. But is it three point five stars out of five or ten? Out of five. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, the Beach House, which is there's a there's a horror streaming service called Shudder, which you, I doubt you'd ever sign up to. Nope. <laughs> but they do. Uh, they occasionally do original films that you can only watch on there, and they did one called The Beach House, which mm. is. A really interesting Lovecraftian horror movie that I really liked uh, quite a lot. If you're interested in Lovecraft or the Cthulhu mythos and all of that kind of thing, I would recommend checking out Be- The Beach House. A small, tiny little spoiler for just a scene I really enjoyed is there's a bit where the main character is sitting on the beach talking to a man and the man just goes, I'm going to go for a walk and just walks directly into the city until he disappears. <laughs> and it's so weird. No, it's it's not stupid. It's creepy and weird and a bit funny. It's funny in how strange it is, but it's that kind of movie where just odd things happen. Enjoyed it a lot. Then I watched The Sting from 1973. It's a Paul Newman and Robert Redford mm. movie. It's good. a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's well well established yeah. that that's a good movie. The crazy thing for me though is Robert Shaw plays the bad guy in that movie. And Robert Shaw played Quint the Shark Hunter in Jaws in the same mm. decade and he couldn't look more different in each <laughs> film. Mm. Um but he's excellent in both of those movies. He's he's one of the all-time good actors, I think. And then I watched an amazing movie that I haven't seen in years that holds up a lot called Space Jam. I love Space Jam. <laughs> yes, please. Because I've been watching The Last Dance on Netflix as well. Mm. Have you seen any of that? No. You should probably you should check that out. It's quite good. Have you heard of it? No. It, <laughs> I'm very it's a doc- for today. No. It's, no. it's a documentary about what I think was Michael Jordan's last season in the NBA when they were trying to win like their sixth okay. championship. 
I don't like sports at all, but I'm really enjoying watching that, so I would recommend checking that out. Because just for the characters and the personalities in play, and it's such a dramatic kind of story of, of them trying to do this sort of really, very difficult championship run. Uh, and then because I've been watching that, I watched Space Jam. Because it's what an incredible film. Movie. It's just a fun film. So and what I didn't realise at the time is that most sports movies like that will have a montage in the middle where they're training and getting ready for it. <laughs> Space Jam just doesn't worry about that at all. It gets him into the Looney Tunes world. They go, right, we're going to play a game of basketball, yeah. and then they just play the basketball game <laughs> with almost no training at all. It's really, really funny the way they just suddenly, they're, they're at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I yeah. remember watching it at the cinema, actually. Uh, I saw it at the cinema. I locked myself in my bathroom until my dad agreed to take me to see it. <laughs> he did Because he refused. He did dad he enjoy was, it? No, he didn't enjoy it. He still talks about how much he doesn't like it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, and I slightly regret behaving like that, but I was... It was worth it. Space Jam is a old, great probably. film. It is a great film. I think I think my parents took me to the cinema and left me there with a friend, not by myself, with some friends, and I watched it. But I don't think they came inside. Cause that sounds about right. Space but Jam. you're slightly older than me. I am slightly older than you. I was you. probably a little too young for that. Anyway, and then I watched a film called Black Christmas, which is a remake. It came out last year, but it's a remake of a film from the 70s, which is technically the first slasher movie from before Halloween. Mm. And that one, I watched that one last year, the original. That's brilliant. The new one is a bad movie, <laughs> and it's a, but it's a, it's a bad film. Or I didn't enjoy it anyway, in a, in a, in a really strange way, because it puts, it, it puts its politics right at the front. Mm. And it's politics I completely agree with, broadly. It's a very feminist movie, mm. and it was directed by a woman. And it is trying to tackle the issue of Brock Turner, the Brock Turners of the world. You, you know, American uh, college students yeah. who rape girls and get yeah. away with it. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's that's an interesting place to start with, and that's not that's inherently probably quite a good idea, I think, mm. of a way to try and do a slasher movie. But it is so incredibly heavy-handed mm. that it ends up being quite tiring, almost. That okay. it's constantly hitting you over the head with kind of its themes um, to the point where, like, when they when the when the bad guys in it get stabbed or killed, they bleed this black goo instead of blood. Mm. And I read online that that's meant to represent literal toxic masculinity pouring out of them that's okay. infected them. Um, and again, not a terrible idea, but just, just it, I don't know, it hits you over the head of it so often. And then it just ultimately isn't a particularly well-made movie that mm. it just it, it ended up being quite bad, which is unfortunate because I would like to see that done well. I'd like to see a good version of that. Unfortunately, that wasn't it. Mm. Um, so what in yeah, the really in the original one. version? What, what was their um, politics? And it, well, the original version came in like nineteen seventy two mm. or nineteen seventy four, I think. And the politics of that was that there's uh, a group of sorority girls living in a house, and a crazy man is hiding in the house and murders them all. Okay, there's no, there's nothing like. Okay. There's no, there's no politics okay. <laughs> of it at all. Um, which you know, I, we can we can judge with with twenty twenty mm. vision has not been perfect but you know it's it kind of is from its time yeah and and slasher movies 
or it's, it's, just, it's a big it's a big debate about the final girl idea of it, it's usually a girl that survives the end and kills a bad guy and is that misogynistic because you're watching girls getting killed or is it empowering for women because it's ultimately usually a girl that ends up defeating the, the, the villain and I don't feel qualified to make a judgment call either way but I enjoy watching slasher movies so <laughs> I don't know and then I watched a film called Bliss which is a really good uh, weird vampire movie that's kind of all link, linking the idea of vampirism in with drugs and how kind of drugs can unlock inherent creativity in artists mm. and stuff like that and how, how far down that rabbit hole someone is willing to go before they sort of uh, destroy themselves. It, it was a, it was, that's, that was a very good film. And that was it. That was my films for the week. Did you watch any films, Alex? <laughs> Not as many as you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I watched a Netflix documentary uh, called uh, Knock Down the House. Have you heard of it? Oh, the Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez yes. one. Um, I've never seen it, but I heard it. It's really, it. really good because it, it, if I thought um, it was just about her, but it was about it's about like um, four uh, demo- progressive Democrats trying to get in yeah. um, in different states, um, and only Alexandra got through. But oh, those women are badass! Oh, it was be- It was really good to watch. Um, although only I, I, um, AOC got in, um, the fight they're putting through to trying to change the system from you know being partisan to kind of being about the people not you know with mm. and that's how you know i agreed with it because it's that's how politics should be now i think not sides it should be how to make you know the best for the people and the environment and everything and all four women incredible um fighting and uh, alexandra ocasio-cortez caught no caught, yeah. can't speak Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Um, she is amazing because they show snippets of uh, how um, she debates. Um, so new, where she is in the Bronx, uh, there was a guy uh, that um, was in power for about fourteen years, and mm. the way she debates him, like this, uh, you know, young woman debating this kind of like big wig of you know American thing and. The, at one point, it kind of like diminishes what she says by saying, oh, you're so young and I hope you get all this passion, you know, even if you win. And it kind of, but the way she responds was so incredible. And, you know, you're not going to call me a snowflake. I'm not a little girl. I'm a woman that is against you and an incredible woman. Love her. And uh, we need more politics, politicians like that. More. Yeah, I thought it was really mm. good. Um, I thought it was really, really good, and uh, yeah. So I will recommend you. I would recommend for you to watch it. I think. Yes, I, I've been meaning to. I've wanted to watch yeah. it for a while, but I, I always takes me ages to get around yeah. to documentaries. And it's really interesting to see the other ones because you know um, I didn't know about uh, the other ones from uh, the other states, and you know they they're all there to you know to help their communities, and that's what we should do now: help communities rather than trying to get money from big companies but no it was really really good i enjoyed it uh and then i watched um spike lee film on netflix uh da da five bloods oh yeah really good 
Uh, it's about um, well, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's about uh, these uh, four um, Vietnam veterans going back to Vietnam, uh, trying to uh, <coughs> find some gold. And um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough Spike Lee movies, but after that, I really wanted to watch more because it's uh, it's really interesting how um, his how he directs his film. He's got a very very unique way yeah. of working. That's like very inherently Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah. Sure. Um and uh I haven't I haven't seen loads of his films, but I've, Black Klansman mm, is really good if you haven't seen mm, that. That's worth yeah. watching. But it's really, really good. It it and what I enjoyed is when they talk they talk about Trump and they talk about current things and they talk about real people. You know, sometimes in films they try, you know, instead of Trump will be Tump or something, instead of talking about the actual president. Yeah. They he talks about uh things that are relatable to now. In fact, one of the yeah. guys has got a MAGA hat. And right. <laughs> so, um, and uh, no, it's it's um, an interesting film, and also thinking about war veterans when they come back, and you know the war never leaves people, and um, it was really good. Um, and then I watched um, a film called Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Oh, with Tina Fey. Is that Tina Fey? And yeah. Margot Robbie. It's based on a true story, and it's yeah. about uh, reporting in uh, Afghanistan. Um, right. And uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, and then I watched <laughs> a really silly film, uh, the uh, Eurovision Song Contest, the uh, story yeah. of Fire Saga. But you need to know the story why I watched that film. So, well, first of all, it's a silly, silly, silly film. Very yeah. silly, and uh, yeah. but it's it's funny in the right places and is an enjoyable hour, uh, two hours. Uh, two hours. Yeah, I think so. Um, but <laughs> the reason I watched that is because um, I started watching Hamilton, as you suggested, and right. uh, twenty minutes in, the room was very silent. Nobody was saying anything. And then I was like, right. uh, people, the people I was watching it with, are you enjoying this thing? And everybody's like, no. And right. I felt exactly the same. <laughs> so we stopped it and we started watching the Eurovision film <laughs> just to like perk our, perk our um, spirits up. So right. Hamilton was a no-no for me. Right. I feel, wait, I can appreciate it. I'm sure if I went to watch it live, I would really like it. Maybe, I guess. I'm thinking because, you know, everybody likes it. Um, but watching it on TV, not understanding a word of what they're saying, even with subtitles, not really <laughs> connecting with the characters because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't, just didn't feel. So I just, I, I'm sure if I went to watch it live, uh, I would enjoy it more and be more engrossed with it. I don't know. I only watched 20 minutes, but I knew I couldn't watch anymore. And I watched 20 minutes because you told me I should watch it. And I could have yeah. probably switched off to after, after ten. That's that's interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. And 
I I did not enjoy it. And like I said, maybe live, maybe in a different moment, uh, I can appreciate how it can be good, but I didn't rate it very much. Wow. I'm sorry. So in, then, and then, then, I then I watched your vision song contest. And I, I enjoyed that more, which is bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre because I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's actually quite interesting. And I, I love Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. And it's just a light comedy. And uh, yeah. Sorry. So everybody you watched it with, did they all enjoy Hamilton? You're the first person I know who hasn't enjoyed it. Great. I uh, maybe I should give it another go, but I... but it's it's fine. But I can't believe you watched the Eurovision instead. I'd rather drink my own bottle. No, you haven't watched watch it. You film. should watch it because in the uh, film, I will never watch in it. In the film, there's a lot of Sigur Ross playing, and fine, which I love, <clears throat> which I yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, I, I maybe it's something that I needed after f- being really disappointed in not liking Hamilton because I was disappointed. I was expecting greatness. And last night you sent me a photo yeah. of what you were watching, <laughs> and I remember that scene. I was like, oh god, that's ugh. yeah, wow, yeah. Uh, I have really strong negative feelings about the Origin Song Contest, so I'm not watching a film about it ever. I give you, I give Hamilton a chance. You should give that film a chance. Because Hamilton's, <laughs> you can't be like, oh, Hamilton is so good. Well, I didn't enjoy it. Maybe you should try the Origin Song Contest and see if you like it. No. Well, then you're being terrible. That's fine. Yeah. I'm happy to be terrible. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you how much I don't like the But Eurovision it's not about the Eurovision Song Contest. That's the thing. If you're going to look at it that way, I don't like the Eurovision Song Contest. I think it's a... Well, I don't like it. But um, <laughs> this is a film about two people dreaming about Eurovision Song Contest from a tiny village in Iceland. And yeah, I think you might enjoy it because the Eurovision Song Contest is just the last little bit. Maybe. Do you like Will Ferrell? Not especially. Do you like Rachel McAdams? Yes, I like Rachel McAdams. Exactly. Watch it for her. I think that should be your homework for next week. Absolutely not. (laughs) But yeah. Not a chance. Okay. Are you disappointed? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I can still enjoy it. I'm just surprised because I thought you'd like it. Um, Uh, Is there anyone that doesn't like like it? it Is it just me? I mean, there's definitely people that don't like it. And there's people that don't. There's people that have criticised it for whitewashing history and presenting people who are white slave owners um, having black and Latino actors play those characters and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, what what was uh, the decision about? I f- I was a bit confused about that. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda read the biography of Ham- of Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. in two thousand nine, and in the second chapter it discusses the fact that Hamilton was born on this island in the Caribbean, the Caribbean mm. 
or I think I don't think he was born on the same island he grew up on necessarily, but he was born in islands in the Caribbean. And when he was a teenager, and a hurricane destroyed the island he lived on, and destroyed the town he lived in. <clears throat> and he wrote a poem about what it felt like to him for this hurricane to destroy his home, and he published it in the local paper. Mm on the island and the residents of the island were so moved by his poem because they felt it was written so well for someone so young that they put together a fund to raise money to send him to America to study. So Lin-Manuel Miranda read this and he felt like it was a very hip-hop thing to literally write your way out of of poverty with the power of your lyrics. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. So that gave him the idea to try and make a hip-hop concept album about the life of Hamilton because he felt like he was kind of this... There was a comparison between what he did and and modern-day kind of hip-hop. Then he decided... Then he was enjoying it and decided to make it into a musical and he felt like it would be weird to do a musical that's inspired by hip-hop music and not cast black and minority ethnic actors Mm. in it. Does that make sense? Mm. So that's that's why that's how that came to be. And there were little there were there were mentions and just and little. It gives some small amount of discussion to the issue of slavery and stuff like that, but obviously not nearly as much as it could, or some people feel like it should. But and he has acknowledged on Twitter that it's a valid criticism of the of the of the play of the musical. Uh, but ultimately, it's a two hour, two and a half hour long. Thing, trying to squeeze a man's life into into what into that one event, so he decided to just focus on mm. that. Go Before on. watching Hamilton, did you read about him and then watched the musical, or did you watch the musical with virgin eyes? <laughs> I downloaded the the biography mm. that the musical is based on. Uh, the day that I watched it for the first time and I read the first two chapters of that. So I knew the basics about his mm. origins when I started watching the musical. Mm. Okay. Well. But other than that, I didn't know anything about it. I knew that he was the first Treasury Secretary of America. Yeah. Um, did you listen? So did you listen to anything this week that was not relevant to our top five? No. Oh, our homework. Okay. No. Uh, neither did. Oh. I oh, know. I listened uh, to um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah. Okay. Be- what did you think of that? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Just because we talked Sw- about swappy. him last week, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to him. So I listened to him. What What did you listen uh, to? To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a yes, Butterfly. Yes. To Pimp a Butterfly. Very good. Very good. Very good album. album. But yeah, that's the only one that was away from homework. And uh, cool. top five. I only listened to one thing that was away from homework or not related to something we talked about before. The Irish Times did a list of the top fifty Irish albums ever, mm. and it was a it was a really interesting list because they put at number one an album, like they put Astral Weeks by Van Morrison, which is a hugely regarded album, at number eleven. Mm. Uh, they put a U two album at number two, mm. then at number one. They put an, an album that's less than a year old called The Talkies by a band called Girl Band. And I was 
fascinated by the idea that they had decided this album was worthy of being named the best album ever based on last mm. year of it being out. So I had to listen to it. And it's really interesting and sh- a strange album. Um, it's by this band that have been around for a few years and they put out their first album about five years ago and then had to cancel. I think I read they cancelled three tours um, that they were meant to do to support their first album because the lead singer suffers from, I think it's anxiety oh. quite severely. Hmm. Uh, yeah, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, not endearing, that sounds really uh, patronising, mm. but it made me interested in the band. And then I listened to this album, and, like, the first the first track on this album is two minutes long, and it is a two-minute audio recording of the lead singer having a panic attack in the oh studio. And it starts like that, and it's really ragged and intense. And then the music kind of fits that, it creates the perfect theme, the perfect environment for the music, which is equally kind of ragged and different and strange and not traditional music at all. And for the Irish Times, who've named it the best Irish album ever, is really an interesting choice. And just it's a, it's not relevant to anything we're going to talk about today, really. But I've just started listening to that band, and they seem really good. And I'd recommend checking them out to anyone, especially that album, The Talkies, by Girl Band. So yeah, there oh, we go. interesting. It's amazing that they like yeah. they they top you that you two is number two. Yeah. yeah, even if they should be. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> that it's a good U two album that they put at number two. What did they put? Actung Baby. Okay. Which is I I hmm. like it. I like that one. Sit down at the back, and be quiet. Get out your book because it's time to discuss your homework now. Um, so let's talk about homework. Homework time. We both had some artists to listen yes. to. Yes. Or an artist to listen mm. to. Who's going to go first? Uh, well, I can go first if you want. Okay then. You know, I don't think what you're going you to be happy with me this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, go on. I listened to, um, you, you recommended, you told me to listen to three and I listened to two. Uh, and okay. I want to listen to the last one as well. But I listened to uh, Station to Station and yeah. Low. But I definitely yeah. want to listen to Black Star. Um, okay. I definitely understand why he's amazing, uh, why he's liked. Uh, I can yeah. appreciate his music. But I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. Um, I I I listened to Station to Station about three times, and I kept getting lost in doing other things. Like I couldn't just listen to the album and just I uh, just appreciate the music. It's it's good, but I don't have the emotional connection that I think you need in a way to listen to David Bowie. I think. Also, because he's got so many albums, my brain goes, oh, what what was before that? I wonder how this is. Uh, I wish I've listened to it more, but I'm not going to listen to all of this discography because it's <clears throat> so long. Uh, I know. I, I've not listened to all of it. Yeah. But um, so I can appreciate him. And yeah. but I can't. I couldn't really get into it. And um, I definitely liked station to station more than low i thought it was uh interesting yeah uh, i think low just just gets lost in a very like mu- uh, very instrumental moments a lot of instrumental moments 
Well, the back half of that album is entirely yeah, instrumental. yeah, exactly. Thought it too, and uh, but I, I can appreciate his how amazing he is, but I just couldn't get into it. And then, like we talked about a few weeks ago, I you know I think if your parents didn't li- really listen to a an older artist, I don't think you have the same emotional connection. I think that you would have. Uh, so yeah. I asked if uh, they liked David Bowie, but they didn't. They said no. It wasn't their thing. Um, right. I think I think was also my parents moved from England to Italy in uh, the late in the late seventies. So the transition when you move a country, which I found the same when I moved back to England, and then you kind of miss bits of uh, some yeah. certain popular culture, and then you start acquiring other popular culture that maybe. Um, Italy had so and then you kind of miss out so they kind of missed out on Bowie a bit and so they didn't listen to him and I think maybe that's that's the thing because I know I, I know a lot of my friends love him and when he died it was just you know a tragedy because you're you've got an emotional connection to this guy and but I feel because I didn't have that listening to him <clears throat> with virgin ears yeah. <laughs> yeah uh maybe was a bit like oh okay which was different though with with bob dylan because i really enjoyed that album that bob dylan album and i thought it was really good but i guess well you should definitely try and check out black yeah, star no, at some will. point and see if because that, that's a very different experience yeah i will and i'm sure there are albums that i really enjoy uh, that I would really enjoy of him but i don't i don't i appreciate him I just need more time, I think. And I think also a week of listening is not enough, is it? To just be like, ah, it was amazing. Uh, It's very late. It's got a lot of layers. It's not just an album. There's so much stuff going on. Like, you know, the first song, you know, there's the train thing and you go, oh, okay. Um, So it, I think, I think it takes time. uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. So not not a totally negative experience, but not negative. Not. No, I listened to MXM Tune mm. for the first time, and I listened to. I was initially. First of all, I listened to Plum Blossom, mm. even though you told me to listen to Masquerade, because I thought Masquerade was an hour long. Because that's on Spotify, it's the album, and then all the songs again acoustic. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually a, a half hour long mm. album. Uh, which is a bit of an interesting choice, but never mind. So I listened to Plum Blossom, and then I listened to I've listened to Masquerade. I think three mm. times, and I have a natural aversion to the ukulele. Mm. I do not like the ukulele music at all, but I did appreciate her songs quite a lot. Especially there's one called Prom Dress yeah. on the second. That's album. a really cool song. Yeah, it's a good song, and she's got a very kind of conversational style mm. to her singing, yeah. which I really enjoyed. And I'll probably listen to more of her stuff. I don't know if I'll ever become a huge fan because there is just that aspect of the music that I don't enjoy in terms of the ukulele. Uh, why are you shaking your head? It's just a ukulele. I know, and I don't like the sound. I play it makes. the ukulele. Good. Don't like the sound of it, <laughs> so if I ever if I ever become like an artist and play the ukulele, yeah. you will never listen to me. Yeah. 
Well, I would, out of politeness, I would listen to you, but <laughs> you I wouldn't be having time. a particularly good time. Poor ukulele. I'd be, I'd be happy if you played a full-size guitar for adults. And stuff. Well, have you seen my hands? I can't do that. So, <laughs> ukulele is like a full-size guitar for me. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> you're not that small. Um, and yeah, and but when you recommended her to me, or when you told me to listen to her last week, and when you mentioned her and I'd never heard of her, I assumed she was quite small. Not in stature, but in, mm. in fame. I looked up on Spotify. She's got like 5 million monthly listeners. I know. She's she's huge. Mm-hmm. She, she is enormous. And then... <laughs> she's enormous. She's absolutely massive. And then, as a result of reading... Because you know what I'm like. I was yeah. reading up on her on Wikipedia and stuff. And I found out she toured with an, a singer called Biba Doobie. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know Biba yeah. Doobie? So good. I saw I saw Biba Doobie <gasps> live. What? Yeah, supporting the 1975 in February. What did you uh, think? She was very good. She's incredible. She was isn't good. She? She's good. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. She has she has got 27 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's why they appeared on my Spotify because like her um, and Biba Doobie, they both appeared on my Spotify and I started listening to them yeah. and I thought, oh, these are quite nice she's got she is the 61st most popular artist in the world which one beaver doobie well she's good she's 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 got like 20 million more listeners almost than the 1975 who she was supporting <laughs> it's crazy how kind of famous people can get on the internet and she doesn't have and she doesn't oh wait does she have an album yeah beaver doobie's got some yeah, albums she has how was she live she was she was good. She just did her sort of yeah, but they're like twenty five minutes long. They're they're so short. I mean, it's not and that's not a criticism. It's just impressive. Um, she was good. She was really good. She was really really good. She's got one song in particular that's that's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, Bieber Doobie's good and MXM Tune is is pretty good. Good. Didn't dislike her, and then I listened to well, I listened to a tiny bit of Childish Gambino. Camp. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I just listened to the first two songs, mm-hmm. um, not out of dislike, just out of running out of time. Uh, was it the first two songs, Outside and Firefly? Yeah. Um, Still. Seems okay. Hmm. No, 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 seems okay. Not, it seems like very Kanye-inspired hmm. um, could... sound to it, musically to it. Yeah. Uh Definitely doesn't seem... I'm still astounded by the 1.6 out of 10 it got from Pitchfork. That should be only only audio recording of people being hit by cars yeah. should be 1.6 out of 10. That is ridiculous. And the if you look it up... I know that this is outside the scope of what we're meant to be talking about, but if you look up Pitchfork's review of that album, uh, if my phone would work instead of crashing, I'd be able to read it out. Come on, phone. Pitchfork's review of that album basically criticizes it. Why? For yeah, so one point six out of ten, and the opening blurb says, "Community star Donald Glover's fourth hip hop collection, the first of a commercial release, is preposterously self-obsessed, but not the least bit self-aware." So they're criticizing it for being self-obsessed when it's the debut studio album by a rapper. Are you going to struggle? to find many rappers on their debut album aren't talking about themselves and their lives. 
That's a terrible that review. That's really shit. Like, seem like a particularly strong criticism for me. To me, yeah. Um, that he's talking about himself. That's why anyway, I don't they read just, things because sometimes they just yeah. they can just. I know, I know, I they can just change completely your idea of an album or a film or a musician, anything. And sometimes I just like to be totally unaware of something. Yeah. And just because it's just, it's it's a really good album. And why why can it not be? Is you know, an artist can do what they want. I don't know. I really like it. So. I, I quite like what I've heard of that album. I think I think similar to all of his music, though, I'll end up thinking it's okay, but not really connecting with it okay. that strongly. But that's fine. It's not, yeah. you know, don't have to love everything. No. Clearly. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not not a, not a negative experience listening to that tiny bit of camp, and I'll, I'll try and listen to the rest of it as soon as I can. Good. Five, four. Okay, so uh, should we get into our top five for the day? Yeah, I don't. Good. Talk about things we like. Ah, uh, this was really, really hard. <laughs> this was tough for me. Very. Uh, I've tried to. I've tried to take it as read that I like albums by the solo artists and bands we've talked about. So I've not put any of those in my top five. Just me neither. Because yeah, because we've already discussed them. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite difficult, and I've I changed it seconds before we started recording so it's quite it's a live piece of work oh mine is still alive yeah I'm still thinking about it, it <laughs> but this is how it is at the moment so um you started with homework well i you started last time so i can start this time okay there we go so go on start why did i say that <laughs> i'm still not sure about my number five Number five. Uh, well, okay, so um, I've gone for um, old classics that I've always liked and some surprises that I've listened to quite a lot in uh, recent years. Um, Good, me too. Yeah. Uh, so my number five, this was the most difficult because I wasn't really sure who to put in my number five. Uh, but I then went for Lemonade. <clears throat> by okay. Beyonce. Yeah. I. It's brilliant. Um, I put it because I've listened to it a lot in the past year, and um, I know it was on um, Tidal, and so I didn't listen to it. Uh, and then it came out on, and so there was a big rave about it, but I hadn't listened to it. And then it came out yep. on Spotify, and mm. um, unfortunately, like with uh, Beyonce, I was, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I forget that she's an incredible artist. So I listen to her songs, and I think they're amazing, but I never go deep into it. So I've never really actually listened to to a Beyonce album. And I listened to Lemonade, and it's a very good album, very powerful, yeah. incredible writing. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. got some. Uh, uh, very good collaborations. Um, even Kendrick Lamar is in it. Uh, what I love about the collaborations is that 
she is really good at making the song sound like a mixture yeah. of their style with hers. It's not just their voice on it. It's also like the the song with Jack White. Yeah, sounds like a Jack yeah. White song as much as it sounds like a Bonzo song. It's amazing. Absolutely, and it's such a it's such a good album. And I, I was I was debating if putting it in or not putting it in, but I've listened to it so much, and um, I, the more I listen to it, the more I I, I enjoy it. And so, yeah, I I put uh, Lemonade. Have, have you watched her concert film on Netflix? No. You haven't watched a concert no. film on Netflix? She headlined Coachella, you know, the mm. big American music festival. Oh, yeah, when she did the... Um, with the, they all dressed in um, football jerseys. Like yeah, American yeah, yeah. football jerseys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's be. And they released, they filmed it and they released it as a concert film. It's incredible. Mm. It's 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 astonishingly good. And they felt because Coachella happens over two weekends. Yeah. So on one of the weekends, I think it was on one of the weekends they were wearing pink football mm. jerseys and pink, and on the other they were wearing yellow football jerseys. And the film is constructed from footage from both performances. Oh, so it will cut between shots, yeah. and you can tell it's a different weekend because. They're wearing different clothes, mm. but the choreography is exactly the same. They're so well rehearsed. It's such a perfectly choreographed and performed piece that they can film it across two weekends like mm. this and just cut mm. completely between the two. And it, you never, you would never notice. You wouldn't if they were if they were wearing the same clothes in each performance. You would not know it was different days. It's so impressive. That's so good. And and yeah, and it looks at her entire career. Ah. Yeah, takes takes songs from her entire career. I think there's a, De- there's a Destiny's Child reunion mm. halfway through and stuff. Like yeah, that. I've, only, I've only seen like a song played at that, uh, so I've seen a bit, and it's like, oh, it's just so good. And it's got a lot of behind the scenes mm. footage of them preparing mm. and things like that. You should definitely, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, you should watch I it. You would, you would like it. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah number five, I, I, lemonade. A good choice. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just thought I, I, I think she deserves it <laughs> in my personal <laughs> top five. <laughs> I think she'll be very chuffed. Will she chuff? She'll be chuffed. Yeah, she'll be happy. Beyonce is chuffed. Chuffed? She'll, she'll tell Hover. Yeah. Over, oh my over goodness. Dinner. Number five. <laughs> Blue, Blue Ivy will make a, a cupcake to celebrate. She's amazing, Blue Ivy. Uh, yeah, she's like the youngest uh, ever person to win a BET award, I think, um, for featuring on one of their songs. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's a cool little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I like statistics too much. I not know. To mention any, any time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like I know nothing. So I, I I live my life knowing nothing. Go, yeah, you know, she's the youngest. <laughs> she's the person with the most hair. <laughs> she was the youngest person ever to be. Uh, no, the old. She's the oldest person to be a child of Beyonce and Jay Z. Wow. I know it's impressive. Incredible. Incredible. So it would be really apt if my number five was four forty four by Jay Z. Is it? But it's not. Uh... No, it's not. Um, but that was the response album, wasn't it? That he did. So, my number five is an album that I haven't listened to loads and loads and loads, but I realised just before we started recording that I come back to it all the time whenever I'm scrolling through Spotify mm. now. When I see it, I'm always like, ah, oh, listen to that. And I always really enjoy it. And it's an album called Future Days by a band called Can. Can? Do you know Can? C-A-N? C-A-N. That's really affecting my ability to do research on the fly, having my internet be broken. (laughs) Gosh darn it. When did... Anyway, Can (laughs) K 
can are a German rock band. Yeah. Uh, a German, I think it's Krautrock is the, yeah, is the phrase that people, uh, the genre that people call them by. And they are, because they're in the Krautrock genre and not traditional kind of Western rock, they don't use your typical uh, time signatures and song structures that you would expect a mm. band to use. And they've done a load of albums over the course of like, many years, but they're kind of the period they're best known for and the period that I've kind of listened to the most is where their singer was a guy called Damo, Suz- Damo Suzuki, a Japanese guy, mm. who whose singing style seems quite improvisational and strange and very different. And this one album they've got called Future Days, which only has four songs on it, uh, but it's 40 minutes long in total. Okay. Uh, is like an ambient progressive rock album. Uh, one of the songs sort of just sounds like water bubbling mm. down a stream with Damo Suzuki kind of quietly whispering over it and stuff like this. Whenever I'm trying to do some work or anything else, um, that requires a lot of concentration, but I just want something on in the background. I'll always put this album on now, and it's just it's a it's a brilliant album, and I I'm, I kind of like it every time I listen to it. I like it a little bit more, and it's yeah, it's really good. So I decided to pop it in at my number five position because I really like it. Sounds interesting and uh, relaxing. Yeah. It is very relaxing. Yeah, it's just got these nice sort of melodies to it. And it's a bit unlike anything else you've ever heard. Mm. Um, and they have another, like they have an album called uh, Tago Mago, which was I think was the first, might have been the first album they did with Damo Suzuki. I'm not sure. I think it is. Uh, and that's much more aggressive and strange and jazzy almost. But Future Days is very chill and relaxing. So yeah, I recommend it. I like it. Really, really like it. How about you? Never heard of them. Oh, oh. something for you to check out. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My turn. Uh, what? What's your number, number four? four. Um, number four um, <laughs> is uh, not something I listen to often, but uh, something okay. that I go back to often. Not often. Not too often. But I think it's got more like a. Um, every time I listen to the album, it just reminds me of how much I love it. Um, I listened to it actually today again, uh, and nice. it's uh, "Okay Computer" by Radiohead. Oh, what a choice! Yeah, um, I think uh, it was the first album I bought in FOP uh, oh, yeah. when uh, I came when I used to come and visit England uh, in my youth, and I think it was the first album I bought that wasn't um, uh, Backstreet Boys. It was like grown-up music now. I was ready for like uh, no boy bands anymore, but a little bit of rock in my life, you know. Uh, so, uh, and um, I was I was already into Radiohead, but, you know, having, at the time, having a hard copy of your, of your, one of your favorite artists is uh, pretty yeah. cool. And uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't really. Um, I liked Radiohead because my friends liked Radiohead, but yeah. uh, because at the time you only had, you know, if you listened to a CD, you had to listen to that CD. 
um, and I had a little yeah. record. I had a CD player, a portable CD player. So uh, that was pretty much my uh, summer in England was listening to OK Computer. And uh, it was uh, it was good. And the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And now I can listening to it in adult. You know, I think it's an album that I'd grown up with in a way from my teenagehood till now and mm. I, you can listen I can listen to it I've listened to it with different perspectives and I liked different songs in different times and uh, I'm yeah I really that's my number four I like my it. first album ever bought in FOP and what's FOP? oh FOP oh yeah FOP is was is it still around FOP? there is um, a little bit, a little bit. There's a, there's a FOP in Manchester, mm. and I, I think there's a FOP still in Bristol. Mm. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, there is. But a lot of them have closed. Yeah, it's um, and it's owned, it's owned by HMV. Now. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's uh, where you can buy albums is a record shop, and uh, Radiohead was in a basket for I think it was like <laughs> five pounds or two. It was really like cheap. That's why I bought it as well. Because like, oh my goodness, I can buy this, and I remember. Uh, going back a few, uh, uh, maybe the the year after, fopping Bath and then buying uh, all of Bjork's albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first Radiohead album I bought was also OK Computer, but I bought it off Amazon for I think five pounds, mm. and I listened to it three times and thought it was awful. <laughs> Every time until the fourth, the fourth time I listened to it, I suddenly was like, "Oh no, it's actually the best thing I've ever heard." Yeah. It was a really odd thing, mm. and I bought the Benz and W H Smith for a fiver, and then I was, I was set. You were set. That was it. Yeah, I was ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah. No, good, excellent choice. What's your number four? It's hard. My this number... one is hard, isn't it? It's so hard. Well, because it keeps changing, and I've got a list here. I'm like, oh, should I carry on, or should I just put this one in? Who's your number yeah. four? Go. My number... Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even want to have this conversation. Why? <laughs> We're doing this voluntarily, George. Just Nobody's forcing us. Enthusiasm to discuss my number four choice. Um, my number four pick is the original Broadway <laughs> recording of Hamilton. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, George. Uh, what? What? The rhyme schemes in some of the songs, uh, internal right lines are rhyming oh. internally, externally. It, it 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 encompasses an incredibly broad range of styles of music, and the songwriting is very good, and the songs are excellent. Um, really love it and I've listened to it a lot in the past two weeks. Oh, I know, and 165 million times. <laughs> well, if you, I can give you an exact number. If you'd like I know, you've got number. it on your phone. Yeah, the exact, the actual, the exact number is I've listened to songs off this album now. 265 times. Um, if that's my homework, you need to watch the Eurovision Song Contest. If not, I'm not doing homework. Homework. if not, I'm not doing any homework. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, 
like you would have heard my shot because it's just like the third song performed. It took him a year to write that song. Took him a year to write that song. Took him a year to write that no, song. No, I can't. No, no. Okay, so no. I don't want to be offensive. Like I'm pretty sure dense. it's incredible. Like I'm, I'm sure it took time, and I can appreciate writing a musical because I've never written a musical. I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> I don't think it's easy for anyone, and I'm pretty sure he did a great job. Well, I mean, it's yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate. I, I can happened. appreciate the work that has been put in. Is not my cup of tea, or my plate of pasta, how we would say in Italy. Do you know what musicals aren't? <laughs> Which <Yeah>. is not true. <laughs> uh, musicals aren't normally my cup of tea at all. I'm not a musical fan, but um, something about this one has really gotten to me. I can understand, but I understand. I can't understand. I understand because I think it's. Thanks. No, you think twenty minutes of it's terrible. Okay. If I have time this week, I'll watch it again and I'll preview the two out, two out. Maybe, maybe I'll enjoy it. Don't watch it out of spite, though, because you're not going to enjoy it if you're watching it just to tell me you didn't like it. <laughs> no, but I want to watch. That's the thing. I really, I've heard so many, I've never heard a bad thing about it. I guess because I've only seen people talking well, amazingly about it. And, um, but I never gone out of my way to find reviews because I was never interested because um, I didn't think they were going to make something like this so I thought I thought I wouldn't never watch it yeah. um, so I never went out of my way and I really wanted to enjoy it that's the problem so maybe I'm going to try again and maybe okay. I'll enjoy it just to remember, it definitely doesn't it doesn't make out that he was an amazing and perfect man it doesn't like hmm it's reasonably honest in my opinion about the the problems with the founding fathers and everything. Okay. Uh, by the end of it, by the end of it, the person it actually focuses on is not Alexander Hamilton; it's somebody else. Okay. Uh, who did some quite good things with their life? Good. And he did some. He did some reasonably good things with his life as well as contributing to a country that's mm. very easy to criticise today. Um. What's your number three? Oh, my number three. Um, I think this is my definitely one of the first choices I put, and it's never left my list this year. Cool. Um, cool. And that's um, Blonde by okay. Frank Ocean. Right. I still think it's an amazing album. Is there any controversy with him? Because you look a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As they. No, been. not really. Uh, what do you mean? For me personally, or do you mean generally? Generally, because I, uh, I read so little, I keep forgetting. I don't know if people have controversies and I shouldn't talk about them. Uh, generally, no. He did do a club night last year that had some music associated with it as well that was criticised. And I'm sure it was a very, very valid criticism, but I don't remember exactly what the criticism was. And it's not like he's not been cancelled or anything, but he did something last year that some people went totally happy about but I, I can't really say much more than that and we can just carry on discussing Blonde fantastic I um, <laughs> I really like the album uh, I think you recommended it to me a few a few years back um, okay. yeah and I think it's uh, a really good album I, I like how he sings <clears throat> how he mixes uh, different styles I think he's just it's just a really good album. You know, I didn't think after Channel Orange 
he, which is another Frank Ocean album, we could get better. Is that Channel Orange is before? Yeah. Yeah, Channel Orange was his first yeah. sort of major release. Yeah, and and, and then Blonde, I think, is so good. And, you know, I want to listen m- more, but I um, it keeps not making music. Um, I got lost a little bit. Got really hot <laughs> in here. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think it's just a really, really good album. And that's why it's my number three. And uh, that's it. You like it? Nice. Do you like it? Um, uh, yeah, I do. I do. It's a good album. Mm. Uh, it's very. I like as well that it's so different to Channel Orange. Mm. Like it, it. It's a real evolution of his sound, yeah. which I think I've mentioned before. That I like artists that kind of change their yeah. sound and try new things and stuff. And Channel Orange is an amazing collection of songs mm. that hangs together as an album as well as you can expect anything to. But then Blonde is an incredible album that flows in an amazing way and the songs kind of just move in and out of each other yeah. in a really wonderful mm. way, the way it all links together. And and similar to the Can album I was talking before, it doesn't follow traditional song structures at all. It's completely doing its own thing and is all the better for it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd agree. I really like that album. Yeah, it's so good that's choice. my number three. I put him in the middle because I good. really like him and I really like Yeah, them. no. Good. I agree. Me too. Um, my number three is an album called Blonde by <laughs> Frank Ocean. Is that why you're being so sketchy? I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. When you when you when you go really sketchy, I'm like, what? Why? Am I say something wrong? You go when really really sketchy there, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, and then I didn't know what to say. Then I got really hot, <laughs> and then and then. <laughs> All I could do was like you got too hot because because I, I was just like have I said something is he is he contra- I don't know because now things come out and I don't know and oh George you could have said me too I didn't want to spoil it though I didn't want to steal your <laughs> this moment where I can you see my face I am so red right now because I didn't know what to say it's like I love this album but I had no words for it because <laughs> I was like. Have I said something wrong? Has he has he done something really bad? Is Channel Orange's album? Am I a person? That's exactly what's going through my head. Oh, uh, because also it's you were looking album. somewhere else. Yeah, because there was something happening outside my bedroom window. It's not worth discussing. So let's talk about Blonde then. It's a really good album. It is. By, what's your favorite song? Oh, uh, um. I think it's Pink and White. Is that mm. the name of a song on that album? Is it Pink and White? I is that the third know. song? Uh, the third song is called Pink and White, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably my favourite song on it, but also Ivy. That that first, like the first three tracks, Nike's Ivy, Pink and White, mm. are, is an incredible opening three tracks. And I can't remember which of those three, but I think it's one of those three songs. Features Beyonce, mm. but just doing sort of backing vocals mm. in the background. You wouldn't even know it was her. And I think that's a real testament to kind of the strength of the music or the strength of him as a musician to have somebody like Beyonce in the room yeah. 
but just use her for the exact little thing he wants to use her for and not... Mm. I mean, I don't know what the business end of that was. I don't know whether he could have used her for more, but it seems very impressive that he just used her for this this exact thing that he wanted yeah. and didn't kind of make it into this huge deal. Um, because he always comes across as somebody who's very true to themselves yeah. and true to his own vision and won't bend to anybody else's will, which I think is incredibly impressive. And that are they the podcast I was telling you about last week, Dissect, yeah. has done a season on, on Blonde, which is worth listening to. It's very interesting. Okay, yeah, because I, like, I would like to know more about the songs. I really enjoy the yeah. album, but I'm, there's some songs that are, are quite deep and it would be nice to know why this... Like, for example, um, Ivy, the second track in, on the album. Yeah. Uh, I think probably that's my favorite song, just because it just it just makes my mind wonder what what the song is really about. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there is something deeper, and um, yeah, I think. Uh, and it's very, it's all just so beautiful to listen to, and it's it just flows over you. It's a it's a wonderful album. Mm, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And it took me a little while to get into it because he, he modulates his voice to make it incredibly high pitched on the very first song for yeah. about three or four minutes. Mm. And I remember being like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But now I love it. I really love it. Yeah. It works. Yeah, the first song it, is just kind of. Yeah, but I love it. It's really. And good. It has a an incredible verse by Andre Three Thousand on one of the songs. What does it say? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's just because he doesn't do much, does he? Andre three thousand nowadays. He's, he he very rarely turns up on a project, mm. so it's nice to hear his voice. Is that is that and for any all, reason? Um, uh, it's for a few different reasons. It's quite complicated. I don't fully understand it, but I think he he just doesn't. I think he feels like he's kind of done everything he needs to do. Mm. And doesn't want to just do stuff for the sake of making money. Yeah. And I think if something comes along that interests him and inspires him, he kind of gets involved in it, but he's not necessarily um, interested in just kind of pushing himself all the time. Or, push, you know, pushing himself mm. business-wise. Pushing his own identity and stuff. Do you know if Frank Ocean has another album on the way, or is it still not? Well, well he released a couple of singles last yeah. year um, that had... The cover art for the singles hinted at there being an album in the works with a like there was a certain number of icons on this cover art for the mm. single that kind of people thought represented all the songs on the album and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and then it was, he's not really been heard of since. And it was a bit like that with with Blonde. Blonde took forever to come out. He'd be like, it's, it's coming out soon. It's coming out next week. And then he changed release dates and moved things around. And then all of a sudden it appeared out of nowhere, kind of. Thing. So when it comes to Frank Ocean, I think it's best to just wait. And yeah, and just almost for, forget about it, and then eventually it'll turn up when it's ready. Yeah, uh, I think so because I think when you, because um, I'm not a massive, I don't know everything like you. When uh, no, no, I mean, I mean, I don't follow releases and stuff. I don't, um, I don't do that. I forget, and uh, it's it's good to have you to give tell me about releases and. Uh, when you introduced me to Channel Orange, I thought it was an incredible, incredible, it was incredible. And then I didn't think any of it until then you told me, oh, there's Blonde out. Yeah. And then I listened to it. And I was like, ah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but then I kind of want more, a little bit more. It'd be nice. Yeah, I would agree. I want, And I think 
I'm fairly sure, actually, he was meant to headline Coachella this year, mm. which would imply that new music was on the way, which is similar with Kendrick Lamar headlining Glastonbury. And obviously, in both mm. cases, they've been cancelled. Yeah. And no music has appeared from either artist. So whether they had something ready to go and they've decided to hold it back until they can properly promote it or, or what, I'm not sure. Hopefully, we'll see something from both of those artists soon. Because mm. they're good. I like them a lot. Definitely. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is No Time for Dreaming by Charles Bradley. Okay. Do you know him? No, I've never heard of him. Um, well, it's, it's got, he's got an interesting story, actually. Uh, it's, um, when you listen to his album, you think it's being recorded in the 60s. It's kind of like reminds you a bit of like James Brown and Wilson Pickett. Uh, but right. um, he released this album in 2011. I was trying to look for it, actually. In 2011, right. uh, when he was 50. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, he's, um, he's had an interesting life and he only got... Well, he, he performed for quite a bit of it. Um, and he also was a James Brown impersonator. And he right. did a few gigs. But... Um, yeah, his first album came out in when he was fifty, and wow. uh, it's a really, really good album with some amazing songs. It starts with um, a song called uh, "The World Is Going Up in Flames," and it's quite a powerful, powerful song to start an album with. But it's it just gets you into the album, and. Um, there is a bit autobiographical. It talks about, you know, difficulties throughout the album, difficulties of uh, living in America. And um, I really, really like it. It's just because um, when I was growing up, uh, I listened to a lot of soul, uh, but I never actually listened to albums. I listened to collections. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I, I can, I can tell you, uh, you know, I really like Wilson Pickett. But can I tell you a Wilson Pickett album? No, I can tell you the collection well, I mean, that Wilson Pickett album was in. Hmm? Music from that era very much. Well, it wasn't as focused on the album, yeah. then, was it? It was a bit more focused on sort of uh, stuff ended up being packaged together in collections and stuff like that. More exactly. So it was kind of like. You know, uh, I've I've really liked that kind of music, but my first proper album listening to it was the Charles Bradley, and um, yeah. and I really liked that album. And then, and then he's really, I think he released about three albums. Um, he's now died. He yeah. died a couple of years ago, uh, but uh, he's an incredible artist, and it just reminds me of all the blues and uh, soul artists I listen to. And it just puts it in an album. And uh, I don't know, I really like it. And also, I, st- oh, I forgot to tell you at the beginning, I started watching uh, Big Little Lies again. Or Little oh, Big yeah. Lies. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Thank you. Uh, because I remember that I only watched three episodes on the plane and I'm, I haven't finished it. And <laughs> <laughs> they were actually playing Charles Bradley in one of the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, a song called Victim of Love. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I really, really like him. And knowing his story, there's also a documentary about him, which I haven't watched. Um, but knowing his story kind of, kind of makes it a little bit more um, powerful as an album. And, you know, oh, you cool can that, make... Well, it's not... 
Hmm? Cool, but it's interesting that if, if he didn't release any music until he was, what, in his 50s, 50s or yeah. 60s? 50s, then... yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and it sounds amazing. Even the cover art looks quite old school, so you kind of get confused a little bit that if, you know, it was made now or... But it's, yeah, it's released in 2011. And, uh, yeah, and it's got some really good songs. If you like that kind of genre, you will love Charles Bradley. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So you never heard of him? No, I've never ever heard of him. Mm. But that's interesting. I mean, it's not it's not music that I really listen to, but it's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I watched um the Blues Brothers. <laughs> um, in, I think I was in like fifth grade in the primary school, um, and. Then after that, I was just like, loved the film, watched it loads of times, loved the music. And um, every time there used to be um, in Italy, they sell magazines with like CDs, probably do in England as well, but I'm not sure if they do that anymore. And, they, you know, they used to be like the soul collection, mum, buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so I had lots of like different like soul collection albums. And uh, I, I really, I really like and the genre, really. Yeah. Good. A nice choice. I like it. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I've never heard of him. So I like hearing about someone for the first time. Mm. And apparently there's a documentary yeah. as well. So it'd be good to see the documentary. I haven't seen it. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I, I have a, a love for lost artists that have like had some crazy backstory, you know, uh, like searching for Sugarman. Yeah, like Rodriguez and um, Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson. Yeah. Oh, Dennis Wilson. Yeah. Yes. So I kind of, if there's a backstory, I I don't know. I kind of like it more. Yeah. No, I can agree with mm. that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. And that's my number two, Charles Bradley. Cool. Is, okay. is it your same for you? <laughs> yeah. No, I've never heard of him. But see, this time he didn't weirdly. freak me out, and so <laughs> I actually managed to speak. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so my number two is an artist who we've talked about before and I didn't put in my top of artists because I don't like who they've become now. Oh. But I can't not include this specific album in my list because I, it is one of the most important albums to me and that is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Yep. Uh, it's an incredible album. It means a lot to me. It's... It came out when I was at university and the story behind the album, the story behind his embarrassing behaviour at the VMAs when he mm. called out Taylor Swift, but then mm. knowing that he was in a quite a mentally challenging place as a result of the death of his mother around yeah. then. His his public persona was completely kind of destroyed. Mm. Essentially, his public popularity was was nowhere, and he decided that the only way he could kind of become popular again is to make an album that was so good, yeah. people would have to like it. Mm. And he went to Hawaii, and he he did it. He put he brought everyone he knew, I think, to this studio in Hawaii. He mm. spent put thousands and thousands of man hours mm. into perfecting this album, and it is one of the most singular per and perfect pieces of work mm. I've ever listened to. And despite the fact he's become a problem, yeah, uh, the album stands as a testament to the genius that used to be there because 
again, the podcast dissects has done a season about it, <laughs> and it really does open your eyes to how incredibly impressive every aspect of the album is, mm. from the lyrics to the production to the samples being used. I mean, it samples a King Crimson song, which is un- he's his sample choices are so unheard of mm. in hip hop. Um, yeah. and so so unique and interesting i just i really really like it and runaway the the yeah. sort of nine minute long song runaway where they talk about on the podcast how he wanted to finish this song with a big guitar solo but he can't play guitar so instead he used a vocoder mm. to manipulate his voice yeah. and essentially perform a guitar solo with his voice which is I mean, a lot of people think it sounds bad, I guess, but I think it sounds great. And knowing the story behind it mm-hmm. and knowing what his intent was, it makes it even better for me. Um, and that's my favourite song of all time, is Runaway. So, yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love, and it makes me sad now because it kind of, it almost undercuts it, but the idea that it just, from the sheer talent on display, kind of earned him his place in the conversation again. Yeah. It's really impressive. And what he's then gone on to do with that is quite disappointing and unfortunate but it doesn't take for me away from that specific album mm. so, yeah. yeah i don't rate him anymore especially no, I, I don't think we'll see anything like this from him again. no no especially after the release of his last two albums which were interesting um well, well could kids see ghosts came out during that period as well kids see ghosts is brilliant yeah that's a brilliant album but it's not by himself uh, no, but he produced it. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then after that, he's just decided to do other stuff and uh, just be a strange and backwards man, which I find really disgusting. Um, yeah. Especially uh, for women, uh, and uh, well, he did. The, who did he do the interview with? Um, Forbes. Forbes. You know, talking about Planned Parenthood and uh, he's pro-life and it's just a, a weird yeah, guy. Backwards weird guy. He's he's It's like a weird mix of being swallowed by pure ego and then also at the same time becoming a born-again Christian. Yeah, yeah. Creates this. And he's actually he's always been Christian. It's not even like born again. No. It's just sort of becoming more fundamentalist about it. Yeah. In a but really bizarre time, way, like backwards way. The ego that he has, yeah, it's 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 very strange. Yeah, and, and awful. And I completely disagree with his mm. current views and the way he currently behaves. But yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, that album, amazing album. It's, it's, it's perfect. Good choice. I like it. I I <laughs> was you. looking through Kanye West albums and I just decided not to put him in the last straw was that interview with Forbes just just because we we don't need to go backwards we need to go forwards and we don't need to instigate more hate but we need just need to um because I don't think he's he thinks that he's instigating hate but when you go about women not not allowing women to have an abortion or allowing women to um be looked after and have the right health care for certain you know things in anything in life and uh not a vaccination no i just i just can't i just yeah it's mad it, it it's, is mad. It, it's not just mad it's it's immoral yeah and wrong. exactly immoral and you know <clears throat> he's got four children and two of them are girls what are you what are you gonna do but then at the well, end of the day that... he's rich they're rich and they're always going to mm-hmm. be rich so they're sorted that's fine for them 
but let's talk about the people that are not as rich as them. Yeah. And Well, uh, that's the thing. He doesn't seem to ever... When he talks about his views on politics and stuff, he, it's entirely from his own perspective. Yeah, you know, which... He doesn't seem interested. In, which is so far from... He was one of the first names years ago. Mm. He was one of the first names in hip-hop to speak out against homophobia in hip-hop mm. um, and sort of played a small part in opening the door to people like Frank Ocean mm. being able to be very openly gay. Yeah. And to to have gone from that to who, who he is now yeah. is... Uh, it's like a different person. Mm. It is a different person. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a shame. It's a shame because I didn't think he could go any worse, but... He has, but I'm not sure if he's having like, you know, because he's got some mental health issues. I don't know if it's just a moment of, uh, you know, that that he needs help or this is what his narrative is now, you know. Yeah, it can be quite difficult to understand. Yeah, because, you know, it's, you want, I don't know. What's your number one? Ah, Alex? let's carry on. Uh, my <laughs> number one is an album that I listened for the first time with you. And with with me? With you. Wow. With you okay. uh, a couple of years ago. And is Dirty Computer by Janelle, Janelle Monet. Really? That's your number one? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I listened to it. I listened to it with you uh, for the first time. I think it was New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. And I thought, ah, this this is an okay album. That's that's acceptable. And then I listened to it more (laughs) and more and more. And I I loved it. I love all the different um, things, uh, elements that she puts in. Uh, There's some songs that she sounds like Prince. Uh, they're, They're empowering. They're funky that it's just an amazing album and i could listen to it constantly uh and i did for a while until i got i listened to it so much for a while yeah yeah and then this uh, let's get screwed is that the one yeah and every time i listen to this song that song i just can't i just have to sing it and i think she's an amazing artist and her her album journey has been so good because i've always liked her but I've never liked her this much. Mm. And I think uh, she's really, really, really good. I respect her as an artist and as a as a person. And I think there is no song in this album that I would change. <laughs> no, I would agree. It's, it's um, a beautiful album. And if it hadn't been for you, I would have never listened to it. Yes, because I remember I played that and I played a Robin album, Honey, ah, that which was is a, an okay album. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad album. Yeah. But no, that yeah. album, Dirty Computer, I was like, people need to hear this album. Yeah, so and you were good. so into it. And I was like, meh, <laughs> it's okay, I guess. But then, you know, <laughs> I guess it's okay. But I, I think it, it is, um, I really, really enjoy it. And it's been a couple of years that I've enjoyed it. And I thought, no, you're my number one. I'm... Uh, I like that. That's I'm good. Putting a stamp on it. I saw her live touring that album. How was it? Was it good? It was pretty great. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Was so she was, she was, she was incredible. She was fantastic. Very. I was expecting her to be a bit more Prince esque mm. in terms of guitar solos and stuff like yeah. that. But it's not that at all. It was very much more a a choreographed show in the way we were talking about Beyonce mm. earlier with dancers and mm. and that kind of thing, which. Just because it wasn't what I was expecting doesn't mean it was any less 
yeah. good. Uh, it was still incredible. Really, yeah. really, really cool. And I'm so glad I got to see it. Yeah, but yeah. it's uh, just. And I hope she does another album. Yeah, and Grimes is in her album as well, which I didn't, I didn't realize. Is that on Pink, isn't it? Mm, yeah, and I re, I really, I really like that song. It's just really good. good and Django I, Jane's a good song. Yeah, they're just all good. We and got the just, juice. <sighs> yeah, and I like it. And um, yeah, I think it's a really, really good song. A song yeah. album. 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 My favorite song on that album is the last song. Uh, Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, I think uh, I like. Um, Let's get screwed. Yeah, that's a good uh, song. Django Jane is really good. Pink. No, I think it's just a good album. It's a really, really good album, and um, I like it. A different from any anything else at the moment. I feel it's quite unique. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I, I like about it. Yeah. So yeah. that's my number one. Did you not think it was going to be my number one? Um, I didn't know you'd listened to it again since I played at you at New Year's Eve. Oh, so no, I, I listened to it a lot. Right, no, a you lot. never told me that you listened to it. I, yeah. like, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of my car thing. My. Oh, it's a great driving album. Yeah. It's an amazing album yeah. to drive to. So it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so my number one is an album by a band who I've seen live. Maybe the most I've seen a band live, I think, and I really like them, and it's the one album by there. Whenever I feel like listening to them, I always end up putting this album on because I just like it so much, and it is The Holy Bible by Manic Street Preachers. Is I've decided that's my number one album of all time. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I really like that they're a very kind of left-wing socialist mm. type band. They're from Wales, which I like a lot. And they originally were a four-piece, uh, with the fourth member being Richie Edwards, who wrote the lyrics and couldn't really play guitar, apparently, mm. would just sort of play very simple chords live. But the book, the, the kind of the visual element of the band and the lyrics were entirely him. And the last album that they did together was The Holy Bible. And some of the lyrics on that album are um, incredible. Like, it's 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 one of the darkest albums you could ever listen to. Mm. Um, it's it's very... It's, it's upsetting, really, to read some of the lyrics. I mean, there's a song on there called Four Stone, Seven Pounds, which is about his anorexia and his, mm. his, his kind of eating disorders. And there's a lyric about wanting to walk through the snow and not leave any footprints which is heartbreaking mm. to hear. And then there's a lot of more external lyrics, which are looking at society and kind of his view on the world, which is obviously quite bleak. And the, the I think they saw, he, he brought these lyrics to the rest of the band and they understood that the only way to kind of do them justice was to make a very abrasive album. Mm. So the music on the album is, is incredibly challenging and difficult to hear sometimes, but um, really grows on you. And it's got some of my favourite songs by them, particularly Faster. Uh, there's a song called If White America Told the Truth for One Day, Its Whole World Would Fall Apart, mm. which is a really great song and a good title for a song. Mm. And, yeah, I really like the album. It's very dark and, and challenging, but I, I have loved it more with each passing year since I first heard it about 15 years ago, probably. So, yeah, I've decided that that is my number one, The Holy Bible by Manic Street Preachers. I like it. 
Very nice. Yeah. I'm very sad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's a really sad album. But you know me, I like sad, I like the National and Phoebe Bridges and people. I like yeah. I like sad and horror movies. And horror movies, yeah. Uh, That's the vibe. <laughs> That's, That's the vibe I've got. That's my lane that I like to drive. <laughs> So yeah, um, so that's our. T- so shall we run down our top five again? Yes. Uh, my number five is Lemonade by Beyonce. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, Radiohead, OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Number three, Frank Ocean. No, I need to say the album first. Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, number two, No Time for Dreaming, <laughs> Charles Bradley. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you can say beep, beep, beep. And know, number sorry. one, Dirty Computer, uh, Janelle Monet. Good list. I like it. Yeah. Good list. Very good list. Mine was number five, Future Days by Can. Number four, Hamilton by the original Broadway cast. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Sorry. Number three was Blonde by Frank Ocean. Number two, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by mm. Kanye West. And number one, The Holy Bible by Manic Street Preachers. That's the thing. Like, you go, I like sad thing. Your number four is Hamilton. Ah, ah. you haven't seen all of it, though, have you? So you you don't know if it's sad. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) And also, liking something doesn't exclude you from liking other things as well. Wow. Um, do you have any honourable mentions, Alex? Oh, I've got I have so many, some... but I've got. Uh, I'm going to be really quick. I don't have all of them here, but I'm going to be super quick. Um, okay. Pacific Ocean Blue, Dennis Wilson. Uh, Room Twenty Five by No Name. Uh, Home Again by Michael Kiwanuka. Yeah, yeah, because I have to because it's such. A, it nearly made my list, but then I thought I already spoken about him, and it's yeah. really, really good. Dennis Wilson, by the way, used to be in the Beach Boys, and yeah. then he went solo, and then he died tragically. Good. Amazing documentary. Uh, Sugarman uh, by Rod- not good. Sorry, I just said good after you said he died tragically. I, I didn't mean that. I, sorry. <laughs> He's he's a good he's a good artist. I've listened to him before because you told me. Yeah, he's him. a good artist. Sorry, uh, on, Sugarman by Rodriguez. Um, a grand don't come for free. The streets. Uh, for Emma, Boniver, uh, Kidsy Ghosts, Kanye West, and Kid Cudi uh, was probably my favorite album a couple of years ago. Loved it. <sighs> Listen to it loads. Uh, Back to Black, Amy Winehouse, um, Camp, Childish Cambino, and an album which I thought was really good, and I'm going to mention it, is Rainbow by Kesha. Oh, that is a brilliant album. That is a brilliant album. I thought it was great, and I love her. I think she's so... Woman. Woman is is an amazing song. I'm a motherfucking woman! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. There are more, but I'm not gonna. I'm just. It's 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 endless. I. Uh, yeah. So I think, G, stick yeah. to, ten. No. Stick to so, ten. No. 15. So I'm gonna run through very quickly. <laughs> okay. Amnesiac by Radiohead. Yes. Pinkerton by Weezer. Brutalism oh, by. Oh yeah! I- sorry, sorry. Pinkerton by Weezer. <laughs> I missed out. No, I missed that line. If you want, you can see my list here. Look at my list. It says Pinkerton. I didn't even put Weezer because I will remember. Pinkerton by Weezer is one of them. Yes. Yeah. Pinkerton by Weezer was on my top five until I put Can in there and then it dropped off. But it's, yeah. 
Uh, Brutalism by Idols, Trouble Will Find Me by The National, I Like It When You Sleep For You're So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It by 1975, Punisher by Phoebe Ridges, Tranquility, Base Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys, Kidsy Ghosts by Kidsy Ghosts, ah. Juice, yep. Juicy Sonic Magic by The National, The Money Store by Death Grips, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, Room 25 by No Name, ah. Station to Station by David Bowie, Everything's Fine by G. Gray and Quell Chris, Lateralus by Tool, Flower Boy by Tyler Creator, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fernie Apple, Run the Jewels 2 by Run the Jewels. Ah, I forgot about that! (laughs) I was under pressure! There Existed an Addiction to Blood by Clipping, The Talkies by Girlband, Psychodrama by Dave, Fontaine's DC by Dogwell, no, other way around, Dogwell by (laughs) Fontaine's DC. Uh, What Went Down by Foles, Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, Lift Your Skinny Fists Like Antennas to Heaven, Godspeed You Black Emperor, Turn Out the Lights by Julian Baker, Reverence by Parkway Drive, and A Grand Don't Come for Free by... Yes! Oh, A Grand Don't Come for Free! I forgot to put Phoebe Bridges in it. Um, Uh, Stranger in the Alps. Stranger in the Alps. Stranger in the Alps. This was stressful. Yeah, it was. This is stressful. I think music is the most stressful one. But then I'll see next week when we're doing films. Films. Oh, that... Films. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be stressful too. Five films. Hmm. So, uh, homework assignments. What, what what would you like me to listen to? Well, the only one that you haven't listened to, which is No Time for Dreaming by Charles Bradley. No Time for Dreaming by Charles Bradley. Yeah. Cool. I will listen to it and let you know what I think of it. I might listen to it again now. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what to tell you to listen to. It could be Future Days by Can or The Holy Bible by Manic Street Preachers. Which would you rather listen to? I think I listened to The Holy Bible. Did you not recommend me that few years back oh possibly okay yeah. then future days by can have a listen to that future days by can yeah that'd be interesting to talk about i'll listen to it again as well i'll listen to um the manic street preacher ones as well but i think i'm pretty sure i listened to it before but... okay but you definitely give it another go i'd be interested yeah. to know what you think yeah um you know have a listen to the lyrics particularly and yeah stuff like that. um and like Listen out for the fact that he didn't write with uh, music in mind necessarily, so it was quite a challenge for James Dean Bradfield, the vocalist, to fit his lyrics into melodies mm. musically. So the speed at which he has to sing sometimes is really wild, and it does create this very um, almost uncomfortable atmosphere sometimes, mm. trying to keep up with it. But it's a good album. It's a good album. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank to, you for listening. Uh, uh, a slightly aggressive... <laughs> Why aggressive? Are you saying I'm aggressive because I'm Italian? No. (laughs) No. I'll never say that. No. Um, A a slightly more disagreement heavy uh, episode than the previous two, I would say, maybe. Well, definitely. Yeah. I think think now Knives Are Out. That's a good film. I need to watch it, actually. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think it's on... uh, Yeah, I think I could watch it. Yeah. Oh, if you can watch it, you should watch it. It's, mm. it's incredible. Yes. Um, and next week we're going to talk about top five films. films. Yeah, we're moving out of the exclusively audio world into audio visual. Uh, yeah. Like in my head, it's going to be easier than music. 
because also the other day I was talking to my mother. I was like, God, you know, and she was saying, you know, the title of that song in the album. I was like, that's where I get it from. <laughs> I don't know titles, <laughs> but with films, I know titles because uh, yeah. I'm a bit less uh, crazy. Good. 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 We can do that then. I'm excited. Yes. So yeah, top five films next week. Top five English language films. We should probably. Say. Yes, yes, because then we're gonna do foreign language films as well. Yes, we'll be talking about that another time. Great. Just to give us more opportunity to talk about more films. Fantastic. Okay then, let's talk again next week. Bye. 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 As always, thank you for having listened. You can find us in the following places online if you'd like to join the discussion. You can find us on Facebook at Culture Bucket Podcast. You can find our Facebook discussion group under Culture Bucket Bucket Squad. You can find us on Twitter under at Culture Bucket Pod. Instagram is Culture Bucket Podcast. And our email address is culturebucketpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to find movie lists, go to Letterboxd and Culture Bucket. And please do let us know if you have any thoughts on what we've discussed today. Alright, thank you very much. Bye bye!